Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's BudPod143. 143. Mm-hmm. Dum-dum-dee. That's me right now, just... Biding, just biding my time till Christmas. Dum dum dee, dee dee Dum dum dee. Dum dum dee. Is that how you wait for Christmas? Like a sort of um, fa- fairly sort of chilled out, like doopy doo. Like you're yeah, in a good like mood a, a at little, the bus stop. Yeah, just like a like a little gnome, just sat on a ledge with my little legs dangling. Dum dum dee, dee dee I'm like Rump- I look like Rumpelstiltskin, just <laughs> the little evil. Evil look on my face. <laughs> yeah, that's an unsettling approach to Christmas, but I like it. Yes, I've um, I've made I made the mad dash out of Saigon, out of London. Yes, we're we're, we're like we're like Samuel Pepys, aren't we? Fleeing plague-ridden London. Yes, history repeats itself, Pierre. And we we I've dashed out because London. If for anyone who doesn't live in London, London is. Uh, basically turning into the London of 28 Days Later. Yes. Right now. It's happening all over again. And uh, unlike the Tory party, I learn from my past mistakes. And so <laughs> I've gotten out quick before shit really hits the fan. Yeah, we made our escape, didn't we? And and, and yeah, it's like 28 Days Later, but the zombies can't sprint because they're coughing. <laughs> <laughs> And they're not really interested in eating your brains because they can't taste anything. <laughs> yeah, and they everything their bones ache and they have a headache. It's mostly just it's like zombies that tr- they're trying to sprint, but they just have to keep stopping and going, Ugh, and just having a coughing fit, like hands on knees. Ugh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just, I'm just really tired all the time. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, that they, is different for every zombie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what some the... don't even like brains. Some can't. Some can taste the brains. Some can't taste the brains. Oh. <laughs> I wonder what we the still R... don't really understand this virus. Oh. What, what do you think the R rate was for the rage virus? <laughs> That's true. I mean, much higher by the looks of, of things. I mean, in those zombie movies, the 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 virus seems to spread so fast. People can't even park their cars. You know, cars just ram into each other. So I think that's yeah. that's a pretty high R. That's <laughs> an R of what? Yeah, the first 5, symptom. The first symptom of of zombie virus in film seems to be that you you crash your car in a, um, <laughs> an immediately unnerving way, like into a fire clean. hydrant outside a school or something. <laughs> yeah, the 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 zombie disease attacks the part of your brain first that uh, learnt to drive. That's the first part of the brain that the virus attacks. <laughs> and it's, 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 it's much... It's school bus. <laughs> it's much less scary in the Netherlands where it's just zombies cycling into each other. <laughs> <laughs> Brange. 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 And instead Brange. of like... You know how like in American movies there'd be like a crashed police cruiser with like a zombie in the back and the policeman's head will be on the horn it'll just be like eh, like the whole time <laughs> yeah in the netherlands it's just ding 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 just like a bell yeah they're slumped over on the handlebars but the fingers just going crazy on the bell <laughs> yeah, ding, ding, yeah. ding 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 <laughs> to be uh, fair that's kind of terrifying now that i imagine it it is an erratic ringing of a of a bicycle bell yeah, and like, a, and a really rapidly moving finger on an otherwise dead person. That's horrible. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Fair play, Dutch zombies. You've scared me. I had to make a mad dash out of my my house in London to get back here, and in my panic, I left my headphones, which I need for this. That is a mad dash. This. If you lose your headphones, it's a mad, mad dash. Um, and. 
so instead so i bought online just like a cheap pair of i looked up best cheap earphones <laughs> it's all the louis line of of cost and value yeah. for earphones uh bluetooth earphones and i got a pair of earfun earfun i've got earfun earphones no oh. I mean, an ear fun sounds so much like... I mean, it sounds like a sex thing. I'm into <laughs> ear fun. It sounds like you're trying to say ear in a sort of bad Jamaican accent. Ah, that might be it. Because there's an umlaut over the U. Ear fun. Ear fun. Ear fun. Have a little bit of ear fun. Hey, what say you and me go upstairs and have some ear fun? That's what I say to these... <laughs> These things whenever I want to listen to a podcast. <laughs> and it's ba- they're basically like AirPod clones, so they come in this little capsule. And some headphones have um, a lady that welcomes you to them, you know, where they go, Bluetooth on. Oh, yeah. Paired. Connected. And the lady on the earphones sounds quite nervous. She sounds... <laughs> she's the most nervous of the headphone ladies I've ever heard. She'll go, connecting, <laughs> like that. Oh, so I'll turn no. on. She goes, turned on. It's like she's constantly scared. She's they're going to get done for copyright infringement <laughs> from Apple. <laughs> um, connecting, but don't tell anyone. Oh, pairing. Oh, but keep it keep it on the down low. <laughs> she's she sounds like she's almost getting a small thrill out of it. <laughs> well, she's as into your fun as anybody. Well, that's yeah, yeah, and she, she's she's getting off on the idea that Apple will catch her. <laughs> pairing oh, oh no <laughs> that's the worst when there's been like a weird um um a, like a slightly weird session in the recording booth where it sounded normal in the flow of the sentence but clipped it becomes weird there's a few of those on the yeah. tube in london aren't there right um yeah sometimes they'll just stop mid-sentence Sometimes I stop mid-sentence, but there's one where I'm trying to remember what it is. It's the lady announcing voice on the tube. Um, and it's it's not this, because this isn't something that you hear on the tube, but it's something like, uh, change here for blah, 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 blah. And then the voice goes, and international lines. <laughs> and it sort of goes like, mm, it just goes a bit weird. And international, do you reckon I was from a different recording session? Definitely, like, Janet. We know it'll be, it's not going to be easy, but if you could sort of uh, try and recall the energy you were in when we recorded, <laughs> yeah, yeah. this is King's Cross. She'd had a coffee. Uh, this is King Cross from the Pancras. I, yeah, that which we recorded last year. If you could just remember the kind of energy you were in at the time, and just add and international lines, that'd be great. Okay, um, I'll t- and international lines. <laughs> I think I was really scared that day. Yeah, she'd seen the news about the Omicron, and now she's brought that energy. <laughs> and international lines. And it just, it, it always makes me, like, my eye twitch, because it just doesn't fit. Right, yeah. What gets me is when they have to rattle off the list of stops of stations. But it's obvious, like, they've recorded some stations as a, as part of a list, and some stations as the end of the list. yes. So they go calling at Euston Square. And you go, oh, right, that's it. <laughs> yeah. 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 They just go up at the end because something's gone. There's something's Euston gone Square. weird about scheduling or. Yeah. And, and, um, sometimes it's, it's, um, recorded in a way that where the accent, in my opinion on the tube, this is my big controversial opinion today, Phil. The way the mm. lady says borough for the northern line, sounds like nothing. Mm-hmm. As in she just, she throws it away, like, brr. Yeah, and, it, and they'd be like, the next station is, nah. <laughs> and I have to check every time, because I just, like, you know, you, you, you only have a, like, half listening to make sure you're just vaguely on the right track, and then it was just, nah. I have to go, well, well it, it can't be meh, I have to check. She sounds, she says burra as if she's just been taken by the zombie virus. The next station is, but, <laughs> and you just said, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> yeah, whereas I, I would say borough. Borough. Yeah, I'd say borough. I put some effort in there, whereas it's like, borough, borough. 
It's too posh. Bar. Barrow. Bar. Barrow. An American say barrow. Barrow. Are you going to Barrow Market? Borough. Borough. You going to Borough Market? Borough. Edinburgh. Borough. I like um yeah the the yeah there's there's not enough enunciation and then there's the weird one there's one I'm yeah there is one where when it cuts off in mid sentence it can sound quite funny because it's sort of passengers are advised to you just huh. oh yeah a real a real cliffhanger yeah advice to what advice to what what I hate the most is when the driver tries to talk to you and they've decided that for some reason the, the speakers the driver uses are just made out of, you know, old eggshells. Yeah. And tinfoil. Yeah. And then like the, the lady voice is like, this is King's Cross St. Pancras. Nice and clear. Whereas the driver will come on and you've been standing at the platform because of unknown reasons for like five minutes and he'll come on and just go, goodness, and it's like the quietest, most metallic, incomprehensible thing you've ever heard. And it's delivering actual live information on, like, whatever. Yeah, terror you, like important like. information. Yeah. What is that? You like, already know is clear as hell. Like, this is a train. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I know. And then, <laughs> Please? But then, like, the train stops. Yeah. And there's just flames everywhere. And, like, a demon flying around outside the right-hand window. And just... <laughs> it's like, oh God, what's going on? What? Yeah. That's about the demon, isn't it? Sorry, and then you lean over across the aisle. Sorry, did he say something about the demon outside? And they're, they're like, yeah, but I couldn't quite, I didn't, couldn't hear it. <laughs> yeah, and there's like um, some Spanish tourists yelling at each other in Spanish and you can't hear through, you're kind of going, excuse me, and you can just make out the word crucifix, you think, maybe. <laughs> So did he say sacrifice? Something about sacrifice. I don't know. I couldn't hear because of Spanish people. Tradition. I don't know about you, but there's just something about this time of year that makes me and the rest of us here at Lucky Kentucky think about tradition. Tradition matters to everybody, especially to Lucky Kentucky. All those years ago, when our founder, Jimmy McNeely, squeezed those first octopus eggs and made the first bottle of delicious warm in Lucky Kentucky bourbon whiskey, it was tradition he had on his mind. He would always say, this country's traditions are being eroded by the wave upon wave of immigration from the third world. Oh, he could be spicy sometimes, but our Jimmy sure did know how to make it a good whiskey. So, this Christmas season, embrace tradition. Christian tradition. Christian Western tradition that Jimmy McNeely so loved and embrace a bottle of Lucky Kentucky whiskey. It's not just a bottle of whiskey made out of octopus eggs. It's a bottle of tradition. Merry Christmas. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The, um, uh, I was going to say, your, your, your adventure into headphone purchasing, the Louis line. Yeah. You reminded me of um, an, a bold experiment I conducted once. Um, I left my headphones at home. Mm-hmm. And um, this is back when I lived in, in even further north in North London than I do now. So I was near um, I was in I was in, I was near Wood Green and I was in Wood Green and I, I had my I didn't have my headphones and I was killing time for before a bus or something. And I thought, okay, you know what, Phil, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go into Poundland and buy their headphones. Wow! Yeah, that that is bold. I thought, you know what? I cannot believe that Poundland sells headphones at all. So let's see what this is about. Because Very this is intriguing. mental. Yeah, exactly. So I went in and like a lot of stuff in Poundland, they were marginally more than a pound. Yeah. Always like a letdown. Two pounds? Yeah, they were like two pounds ten or something. Like they were very, very cheap. And I thought, mm. and the wire looked very thin. Very thin. Yeah. And I thought, okay. And I bought them. <laughs> and I popped them in. Plugged them in and I played something. And the sound that smashed into my ears... I don't. I've never heard anything like it. I honestly, I honestly could not believe that that was how anything was ever supposed to sound. Was it just them going over and over? This cost a pound. This cost a pound. <laughs> this cost a pound. It was literally like um. It was all um, like all like a, a tinny like high tenor. Like there was no bass to it at all. Right, yeah. So, so it was like only the highest wavelengths of what I was listening to, accompanied just by like, like insane. <laughs> it was like an Aphex Twin B-side. It was bad. Um, wow. It was wow. really, really I bad. I did not even know. How are they making a profit on that? I think, well, here's the thing is that like, and then, and then something, I think they they got tangled up where I was kind of looking at them and the wires were so thin. I, I tugged at them a bit. And they just snapped like a long, thin bit of chewing gum. <laughs> I genuinely, I genuinely think that like the wire inside the wire was like, well, like, do you know what I mean when I say like one wire thick? Yes, I do. Yeah, like, like not even not even been wrapped around. It's like not even when you cut open um, a power cable and there's wires sort of twisted. Yeah. It's one of those. Yes, it was a single it was, wire. Yeah, it was a single wire with like some chewing gum as, as insulation, and it just came apart like it stretched and went like, and it, the one headphone just popped off like a bit of a of of a bit of chewing gum. Oh, I, man! I, if I were there, I would have dared you to go back and ask for your money back. <laughs> I can <laughs> just to come. I wouldn't even have asked for my money back. I'd have just gone back and showed them and just gone, why sell these? What are these for? <laughs> I'm not angry. I don't want my money back. I just want to know, why sell these? I just want to know. It's not that these work, but they're not very good. It's that they don't work and they're mad. So what's what's <laughs> happening here? I went to the Poundland recently, and yeah, some of them things are more than a pound. Some of the things are like three pounds. It's inflation, and, baby. It's here. Uh, I guess, but it's, so it's Poundland. Just like is that more of a mission statement than yeah, than a commitment? It's yeah. like the uh, it's like what we are. It's our ideal. It's what we are aiming towards. Yeah, we our dream is what they're saying. Is is that everything would in our world everything would be a pound? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, that is not the case. But we're working together. Unfortunately, some things in this world are three pounds. Yeah. But the, we here, Poundland, dream of a world where even they will at some point be one pound. 
Yeah, they're kind of utopian in that sense. Yeah. They've, they, they, they acknowledge their failures openly, but they, they, they say it's all worth it in pursuit of a dream where a man can buy headphones made of chewing gum for one pound. <laughs> I bought a pack of envelopes there for one pound. No complaints. They work. I guess it's quite hard to get an envelope wrong. Yes. Apparently, one of the funny things about Poundland is there's stuff in there that costs a pound that actually shouldn't. Like, it actually should like, be cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's how they make it up. Yeah. What do you think what do you think it's like to be like the like the the head of Poundland like the rich the rich guy who runs the massive like they've got to have like a corporate board and all that right Yeah of course and when he goes off and he meets other CEOs do they yeah. treat him like the the Poundland CEO <laughs> Yeah do they do you they say I mean? do they say oh don't 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 let him order the wine or whatever like <laughs> do they fuck with him the whole time surely <laughs> uh, it would be funny if like the Poundland CEO had to like in, in like a display of loyalty had to use as much of his own products as possible so like his ties just like unraveling and yeah and that's how they insult him like where do you hey Tim where do you buy that suit <laughs> your shop <laughs> yeah and he has to say yes <laughs> <laughs> and he's and he's and he's like, "This is outrageous! I'm leaving!" And he stands up, and all his clothes just like burst apart. And <laughs> his his shoes just kind of like he he walks away, but his shoes just like stay behind, like his feet just somehow leave them perfectly. <laughs> it's also terrible because like Poundland, a Poundland CEO just sounds like a bad CEO. But of course, there is an actual Poundland CEO of Poundland. So. Yeah, yeah. If people be like, "Oh, what does Robert do?" And you go, oh, "He's the CEO of Poundland." They'd be like, "No, oh, that's mean." No, what does he do? And it's like, "No, no." <laughs> he's a pound shop CEO. I was like, "Hey, don't be rude." I thought he's good at his job. No, no. He he is a pound. Sh- he's a CEO of a pound shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's the. He, it was his idea to sell um, tinsel in in uh, by weight. You know, <laughs> he's a big cheese. Uh, speaking of, we decorated our tree last night. It was very wholesome and family orientated. Very Have nice. You, are you a tree family? We are a tree family, but um, the the tree the tree had been dealt with by the time I got home, which I am I'm, uh. not, I'm, I'm not fully against, to be honest, because I learned. I think I don't know if you found this as a boy with two sisters, but there's a point where, as the boy. You you realize that you you care much less about certain things than the two girls do, and you just let them do it. That's true, especially yeah, things like decorating things. I guess. Yeah, they're so into it that you just think the pleasure I get from knowing that the you know the the tree moderately accords with my design is less than <laughs> the, the pleasure I get from avoiding you know like an argument with with, with my sisters. Yeah, I always look forward to it like like it's a big important family bonding moment. And for like a couple of moments I'm like, ah, I'm hanging decorations on the tree and I can choose where they go and this is ah, with my family. And then by the time it gets a tinsel I'm like, I cannot be fucked. Yeah, put it on. I don't care. And I just sit down. <laughs> I, I cannot be fucked with tinsel. But I think so much of the tree decorating myth I realize I learned, I picked up from Maybe the true greatest ever Christmas movie, Jingle All the Way, with Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> and who who plays? Have you seen Jingle All the Way? Years ago, uh, I must have watched it like fifty times when I was a kid. What Jingle All the Way? And yeah, it's Arnold Schwarzenegger as an all-American dad who sounds like an Austrian bodybuilder, weirdly. <laughs> And he makes no attempt at changing his accent. He's and looks like, like one. <laughs> I mean, he's called like Hank Potowski or something. Like he, they, they just call him Hank or something. And then they never say he's from anywhere. <laughs> they never say he's an immigrant. They never. He's just an all-American guy with his son Jamie, and he comes up, Jamie, and Jamie runs at him, Dad. You kind of decorate the tree, of course, Jamie. We decorate it together every year. <laughs> 
I can't wait, Jamie. And then, and he, and he has to track down a, a Turbo Man doll, which is the superhero that Jamie's obsessed with, oh, and all yeah. the kids are obsessed with, right? And that year, this Turbo Man doll is a big Christmas present of the year, and he leaves it too late because he's working too hard at his all American job, as this, where and he every time he hangs up the phone, he goes, "You're my favorite customer," and. Uh, and he leaves it too late and he tries to buy a Turbo Man doll. <laughs> Do you have any Turbo Mans? He just runs into all the shops. Turbo Man! And everyone laughs at him because he's left it so late. I need a Turbo Man! And there's a bit it, later on where it, he's... If you ran in, you'd, cast. you'd be so terrified of this enormous man. You'd fucking give him one. I mean, he's enormous. This is like peak, like, not sort of saggy current day Arnold Schwarzenegger this is like peak <clears throat> Arnold Schwarzenegger he could break you with a thumb and people are like sarky to him it's like <laughs> I, do you have eyes <laughs> have, you, have you not taken in how enormous this Austrian man is this in this is, small this is not a American man to be travelled with <laughs> turbo man um, uh, and, and, but he makes such a big deal of putting a star on his tree and at one point, he looks in after he's been cast out of his family for, you know, that the second act or whatever, where he has to be um, cast out. And he looks in and um, his rival, his neighbor, is putting the, the star on his tree. He's like, he's putting my star on my Christmas tree. That's my tree. <laughs> and because of that, I've always felt like decorating the tree is really important. <laughs> It's like a very important masculine part of the Christmas tradition. And yeah. If I don't, if I'm not there to decorate my family's tree, I'm a cuck. Like that's what I took in from that from yeah. watching. Yeah. He, his neighbor. His, his neighbor was symbolically sort of coming on the top of his tree. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. In some in some sort of Shakespearean metaphor, like I'll I'll star your tree, madame. <laughs> and I, I always watch a bit like <laughs> thinking. Is is like the unspoken backstory here, like the the tiny Austrian village where Hank is from <laughs> places a lot of importance on putting the star on the tree. And this is a backstory that was only ever alluded to in Jingle All the Way, but they never come out and say it. <laughs> or the fact that like imagine the balls on the neighbour to fuck with that guy. <laughs> he tries to fuck his wife, this the neighbour. I mean and, and like, have you noticed that your neighbor's Arnold Schwarzenegger? <laughs> Jamie, I, I, it's a great movie. It's a really good movie. It's yeah, no one has, no one says like, uh, you know, well, what's the deal with his accent? And it's like, well, never mind his accent. He's, I mean, look at, look, he's literally, he's he's Mister Universe level. <laughs> his his level of muscles is globally significant. <laughs> And everyone's just like, oh, well, I guess he must lift some weights before he comes to his sales job. <laughs> yeah, his yeah his um, his amount of muscle mass was an it, it was an international event. It, it was a like he, he was he's so he's like muscular to a UN level. He's Mister <laughs> Universe. Also, like at some point. You know, they, they've got to reference it in terms of, in the movie, like, Dad, are you going to have a, a Christmas uh, 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 meal with us? Or are you just going to do what you normally do and eat, you know, 14 cod fillets? <laughs> and I like that, yeah. like, in, in all those American films, the little kid always has the same haircut as the little kid from The Shining. It's just like a fucking huge bowl. <laughs> yeah, for like a, for all of the 90s, there was one ideal American child, which yeah. was this very, very pale, three foot tall boy with yeah. light hair in that Haley Joel Osmond sort of bob. Yeah, like an insanely thick bowl. Of hair. Yes, yes, yes. A lot of volume. A lot of volume. It looks like a fucking L'Oreal advert. Little boys in the 90s are using a lot of conditioner. They were using... Except that the, 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 the bully who's always got... Who's fat and has red hair, it's spiked. Oh, yeah. It's spiked with gel. 
and they always cast a Jimmy. kid. <laughs> I want to look up how he looks in the film because I, I did, I do remember. I started to doubt myself until you said Turbo Man. Turbo Man. Turbo Man. Turbo Man. And I bet it's set in an anonymous Midwest town, right? Where like you people should just be. Actually, depending on where in the Midwest, they just be like, "Why he's a fine American German?" Oh no, I think I think it might. You know what? I think it's I think it's Minneapolis. That's very specific. I think it's Minneapolis. I think last time I watched it, they're like Minneapolis. God, you're right. The plot. The the plot. Here's how the plot starts: Workaholic Minneapolis mattress salesman Howard (laughs) Langston. Howard, that's an Howard. Howard Langston. Howard Langston. It's like the subplot. (laughs) The subplot is that he was one of the highest ranking seventeen year old Nazis, and he's just clearly living a cover. I mean, get fucked, Howard Langston. There's nothing more escaped Nazi hiding than mattress salesman Howard Langston. (laughs) I'm a a mattress salesman from Minneapolis. Born and bred, go wild kids! I'm going on holiday to Argentina again on my own. No reason why I like the weather. He's he's a workaholic, Phil, and he's unable to find time for his family and often put in a bad light by his neighbor, divorcee, Ted Maltin. That's right, Ted. Ted, Ted. Yeah. The bravest Ted. man in America. <laughs> yeah, and Ted's like not a big guy. He's sort of a schlubby kind of weak-looking dude, and he takes on Arnold Schwarzenegger for his wife and home. <laughs> Ted wants the to fuck on Arnold. Ted. Ted wants to fuck Arnold Schwarzenegger's wife so badly he's willing to have all of his genitals ripped off in one swift movement, <laughs> like a bear gutting a salmon. Yeah, just, just blah. He's gonna. Arnold's going to grab his dick and balls and tear his head off from that point. Uh, what does the rest of the synopsis say? Jamie's a little prick, by the way, the kid. Yeah, he's, he's an annoying were, little kid. It's always, it's always funny to me that in a country like America where it's like, well, if I don't have an income, there's no medicine for anyone. Everyone's like, Dad, you work too much. <laughs> You fucking boring old, pe- you boring old fuck. You missed my pointless childhood event. And it's like, yeah, because you need to go to the dentist. <laughs> so, after missing Jamie's karate here. class Jamie. graduation. Huh? He's like, Jamie, you have to pay t- for the ambulance in this country. <laughs> you have to pay $2,000 if you get picked up by an ambulance in an emergency. Yeah, I'm not going to watch your peewee baseball game. Okay. <laughs> Jamie, I sell mattresses. <laughs> Over the phone. <laughs> what about that chest of gold coins in the attic? You shouldn't go up there. <laughs> for emergencies only. Dad, who are the Goldsteins? Put that down! <laughs> Put that back. Insane how many um, Nazis still get hunted now, isn't it? Mad. Um, what in like South America? No, well, you just some of them. Sometimes it's just like uh, a guy who was like an active guard at a concentration camp, and he's like ninety three, and he's just been living in Germany the whole time, and it's almost like everyone goes, "I knew there was something I meant to do," and then they go and put him on trial. Oh right, right, so right. weird. I mean, it's good, but it's mm. insane that they were just sat there just, like, hanging out in their town. And people are like, oh, you'll never guess who I saw at the supermarket. That guy. Insane. So, so Phil, do you know what he did, though? How Howard, he missed Jamie's karate class graduation. That's it. Yeah, very, yeah, 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 yeah. A very 90s event, Phil. Well, I was doing Kung Fu as a kid at the time, so it felt... It was, this was the perfect movie for me. Yes, Yes, and I bet you had kind of a bowl haircut. I, you know what? I I think I might have. 
Yeah. I think I might have. Yeah. It's all fitting together. Um, Howard resolves to redeem himself by fulfilling Jamie's Christmas wish of an action figure of Turbo Man. A popular, Turbo Man. Turbo Man. A, po- a popular television superhero. Jamie, mate, your dad is built like a superhero. What's your problem? <laughs> your dad is the Terminator. He's literally the Terminator. <laughs> your dad is stronger than Turbo Man. <laughs> <laughs> Despite Liz actually having asked him to buy one two weeks earlier, which Howard forgot about. <laughs> I was busy with the matters. <laughs> I was trying to close a deal with Holiday Inn, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> the commission alone. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Howard sets out to buy the toy, but finds that every store has sold out, and in the process develops a rivalry with Myron Larrabee, a postal worker father with the same ambition. Yes, played by an American comedian called, just called Sinbad. Oh, yeah, Sinbad, yes. Sinbad, yeah. Yes, and again, another one of the bravest men in the country, developing any kind of fucking rivalry with Howard Langston. <laughs> well, this was at a time where... There was so this running joke in America where people who worked for the postal service were one were basically mad and they've been driven and you know going that phrase going postal basically taking a gun into work yeah um so he's a postman and he's like I think that is sort of where he gets his mad bravery from is this sort of apparently American unspoken understanding that people who work for the post service are a moment away from flipping and murdering everyone in, in the vicinity. Yeah, I mean, what a what a country where the, the that's the main thing you think of when it comes to someone who works in the postal service. <laughs> also, like, what a, what a charming and nostalgic throwback to a time when it was only really one career where people flipped out and shot everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whereas now, I guess it would just be like, ah, oh, he didn't go postal. He went, uh, you know, uh, guy. He went guy with he job. Went guy. He went school kid. He went school student. He <laughs> yeah. went person li- alive. Yeah, he he went he went full on uh, lonely kid in a trench coat. Oh shit! Have you seen that video of um, of the kids running out? There's a of a, a shooting a couple of weeks ago in America. So I don't know. Look back. 120 shootings and you'll find it yeah um, god yeah but it's this video these kids are videoing them hiding in like a classroom as there's a gunman outside the hallway somewhere and they hear a kid at the door go, um going hey come guys open the door open oh no no yeah there's someone at the door and it sounds like um he says i'm i'm, I'm a policeman let me in let me in you're all right i'm a policeman and then the guy, and then one of the kids says from inside the class uh we don't feel safe doing that man we don't feel safe doing that and then the guy on the other side of the door goes, hey, come on, bro. And then the second he says, bro, all the kids go, he said, bro, he said, bro. That's not him. He said, bro, he's not a cop. And they just start running out the window. Ugh. Uh, because this guy just let slip the word bro and like revealed that he wasn't, he was someone their age um, and not a policeman. And that's how they knew it was a gunman. And they, they, they just ran out the window. Jesus it's Christ. crackers. It's crackers. Anyway, that's good. There's got to be a whole generation of American kids where, like, for them, there's going to be no point in watching any kind of horror movie or action movie because none of it's going to compare with just like going to school. Mm-hmm. That's fucking nuts. God damn. I mean, they have to do gun drills, right? In in American schools, like they have to, yeah, they have to do fire <laughs> drills and they have to do um, gunman drills. Nuts. I mean, that's absolutely nuts. And that is like something from a horror film. Like a, a demon trying to trick his way into your fucking house. But you know who would be able to save them? Howard Langston. <laughs> that's a salesman. Well, I think, I think what we're learning is that because of baffling reasons, Howard Langston would have to be like, okay, man, don't hurt me. And it would be like, what? what? <laughs> it's like everyone has body dysmorphia about how big Howard Langston is. <laughs> It's like, he's just a humble mattress salesman. It's like, no, look at him. Am I the only one who sees this? He's the size of a mattress. Do they measure the mattresses off him? Yeah, he sells them by flinging them towards the customer. (laughs) 
That's how he posts them. Is he just he does it like a like a discus? He just spins around with a whole bed and just <laughs> into the fucking sky. Yeah, like the Hulk throwing an American tank. <laughs> yeah, yes, and no one sees anything remarkable about this. Is there any other like? Do you think that putting Schwarzenegger in all those roles was, in a way, like the ultimate blind casting? Right. Yeah, he was just so good on tape. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was. He was so good as Howard Langston that they just went, "We're going to ignore the fact that you're like." The strongest man on earth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that if you haven't, if Podbuds, if you haven't seen Jingle All the Way, I highly recommend it. It's it's so nineties. It's so insane. It's really entertaining. Um, it's it's such it's such a uh, a nostalgia trip. It's uh, a festive it's really romp. Good. It's it's Schwarzenegger at his ludicrous best. Um, it's a festive romp for sure. A festive romp. Some correspondence for you, Philip. Yes, yes. Correspondence. Find it. I feel like Santa Claus reading all the letters to the North Pole. But all the children want a piece of poo. <laughs> um, scrolling, scrolling. So, um, it's an email from Joe. Joe, ho, ho, ho. It's Joe, Joe, Joe. Joe, Joe, Joe. Uh, he, he says, uh, Joe says, Dear Postman and Pat. I like that. That's nice. Yeah. Um, on listening to your remarks about episode 109 being an abyss for forgotten names and details. Yes, it's true. It happens. It it's happens. true. And if you want to find out about uh, how uh, memory works and all of our research into that, you'll have to find episode 109. Uh it reminded me, says Joe, of what my dad does when he can't remember somebody's name. Uh, for mm. example, we'd be watching a film and a vaguely familiar face appears on screen. My father then begins to reassure us <laughs> that he recognizes <laughs> said actor. Everyone relax. It's okay. I know who this I man is. I know who that is. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. And Don't says, worry, everybody. Yeah. He's not really him. He's someone else. And I, I know that. <laughs> reassure is a very funny verb for that joe um he reassures us that he recognizes said actor and then says oh that's him slash her who was in insert film title you know johnny helmet <laughs> right so I've he just makes assumed, up a name well he says i've always assumed he's referring to a penis as helmet but i can't be sure for some reason helmet has become a placeholder in my dad's brain for a name you cannot remember and then spend the next oh. 20 minutes trying to figure out what he means oh gosh right so he's I like you know johnny helmet johnny helmet Helmet. Ah, I wonder where helmet is from. That's interesting. Yeah, it's probably quite a good technique, really. It's probably better than just like, ah, oh, just leaving a blank space. Yeah, Put I say... Put something there and then correct it. Yeah, I, do you do anything like this? I say Mildred a lot for someone. When I, um, when I'm had to, when I can't really remember someone's name, I say the phrase, his name is. Ooh. And then it'll, it'll sometimes come. Like a like, Jason Bourne right. memory trigger. Oh, yeah, exactly. So I, I, I realize I have to text someone and then I just have a blank on the name. I go, his name is Bloopy. And then I put Bloopy or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it doesn't always work. So you don't do any placeholder nonsense names? No, but maybe I should. It can be quite fun. You can just go, you know, fucking Mildred Pumpkins. Yeah, you do Mildred a lot. Yeah, I I do Joanna a lot for for women. I'm, I always go to Joanna. Oh, really? That's interesting. Y yeah, Joanna. I don't know. I don't know why. Mil. I don't know why I've picked Mildred. I think it's funny because it's never Mildred. I think that's why I like it. Yeah, that's probably a good call. Timmy, Jimmy, for guys, it's Jimmy, old Jimmy. 
Old Jimmy Johnny. Yeah. Um, he says, uh, yeah, for his dad, Helmet is like his very own episode 109. Um, as weird as it is, I kind of like it. What are your thoughts, Koji Joe? Yeah, I think it's. I think it can sometimes help. But then when my dad does the same thing, my mum hates it because she can't think of any name other than the fake one. <laughs> yeah, that is the danger. Yeah. So my dad will be like, you know, thingy, uh, fucking, you know, Jimmy Napoleon. And my mum will be like, well, that's that's their name now in my head forever. <laughs> that's replaced whatever could have been their real name as I was trying to remember it. Um, uh, thank you, Joe. We have an job. interesting little email from Jenny. Jenny from the block. It's is that like like uh, like Scrooge? Could it be Jenny? A Jenny from the block. <laughs> How is the block? <laughs> you there, Jenny? What block is this? <laughs> Remarkable Jenny. Fabulous Jenny. <laughs> what, this block? What, it's the Bronx, sir. Oh, then I haven't missed it. Oh, you remarkable girl. <laughs> you Have you seen that, that ass, the biggest ass in the, in, in the polterers around the corner? <laughs> well, the one as big as me, sir. That's it, Jenny. That's the one. I want you to go and buy that big ass. <laughs> and build a career out of it, Jenny. Oh, all right, sir. And if you do it in five minutes, I'll give you a crown. Oh, and she runs off. <laughs> do you know what I've never understood about that? If I was the Cratchit family and I'd already planned Christmas Day and you showed up with like a fucking 50 kilogram raw turkey, I'd be like, well, I hope you look forward to eating this at 3 a.m. <laughs> I, I watched, um, I watched uh, uh, a Christmas Carol movie on tv it's like an old one it's really good i've never seen it before um and they just the polterer delivers the big turkey to the cratcher family and it's just it's like a full bird it's not plucked or anything what it's not it's not like butchers it just it looks like he just handed him like roadkill (laughs) and of course uh, cratcher's like wow a turkey but if i was handed that i'd be like ugh. What a massive job you've created for me. <laughs> so Jenny says, hello, bum chums. Uh, oh, bum, yeah, bum chums. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that can mean a different thing depending on <laughs> your upbringing. Um, Jenny says, I wanted to tell you about my two aphantasian friends. Aphantasian, what does that mean? We were talking about aphantasia a while ago, where people can't picture stuff. Oh, yes, 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 yes. She says, one of them has no mind's eye. So that's the one we talked about. Yep. They um, can't picture something, yep. And the other one has no mind's eye, ear, nose, tongue, or fingers, etc. So they can't imagine tastes or sounds what this is what I think of what I wonder with these people like what is what are your thoughts? How do you have any thoughts? Is it just words? Yeah. Is it just words? Yeah, it's so weird. So Jenny says they have been subjected to much quizzing and I have extracted this information. One. Mr. No Mind's Eye dreams in sounds and his memories have audio and like a list of events that have happened, like a podcast and its blurb. Gosh. Mm. That- it sounds. I, I'm, I hope these people are happy, but it sounds absolutely hellish to me. It does sound, it sound like hell. Um, he can't explain how he recognizes faces and tried his best to describe his memory of what I look like, and all he came up with is reddish. <laughs> Luckily, I'm ginger, so it's pretty on point. Okay, well, that's fair. That's something. Mm. Um, three. Mr. No Minds Organs Whatsoever only recently discovered. Uh, the rich inner lives of others, and is astounded that I can hold the taste of pizza on my mind's tongue, or I can imagine a cat doing cartwheels and actually see it in my head. (laughs) I'm tasting pizza and watching a cat now. Yeah. Um, He also doesn't think he's ever had a dream and thinks entirely in words, like his whole life is stored as a series of wiki pages. That's baffling. 
It's like data from Star Trek or something. <laughs> ah. Maybe these people are androids. And they don't know it. Bunch of droids. In conclusion, she says, you could be missing a mind's organ you've not even thought about. Bye, Jenny. A mind's organ. <laughs> yeah, gosh, yeah. Um, P.S. I don't think aphantasian is a real word, but I like the idea that aphantasia is a magical country that people with aphantasia secretly come from. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see what the buildings are like when no one can picture anything. They're all just grey cubes. (laughs) And they all have, like, all the the signs are written in, like, Arial font. (laughs) They all just have building, restaurant. (laughs) Well, thank you very much. Jenny from the block. Thank you, Jenny um, from the block, for that mental imaging shock. <laughs> uh, Do you think um, you're missing a mind's organ? Me? Mm. Um, I guess I don't. I don't. I don't sort of imagine like touch very often, but I can. Uh, yeah, I don't. Think I don't I'm missing one? No. You don't imagine it automatically. Yeah, it'd be funny to be missing, say, um, a mind bollock. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I can't imagine coming. That's a, that's the one thing I can't imagine. Uh. I can't imagine dropping a hot load on anything. <laughs> <laughs> Don't they say that like uh, sex and childbirth is like, you're programmed to just forget, so you just have to keep repeating it? That's right. Yeah, yeah. But then you also do remember that sex is good. So yeah, you know it's I good, but you can't quite put your finger on why. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I need to do it one more time, one more time, one more time. Just to, I've almost got it now. I've almost, I just have, need to do it one more time. <laughs> like Pringles. <laughs> Once you pop, you can't stop. It's that's true. That's right. That's right. And that's 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 about virginity. Uh, but unfortunately, we have to stop. Yes. This. Yeah, uh, you do. The 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 free version of the pod is mm-hmm. coming to a close, but uh, but the patrons among you. We shall now lead by hand into Santa's grotto. Oh, where yes. Where and I, both dressed as Santa, uh, will regale you with tales of the North Pole uh, and which reindeer is our secret favorite. Uh, yes, yes. And so we're, we're both wearing grotto. one Santa outfit. One tops, one bottoms. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like thank if Santa you for... was a pantomime horse. Yes, um, yes. Yeah. Um. Thanks for listening, guys, and a very merry uh, winter holiday, if that's what you have to say these days. Can't say anything these days. Um, well, have a, yeah, have a very merry, um, contagious new variant. It's contagious <laughs> new variant festival. Yes. Enjoy, enjoy. Don't catch it. Merry Xmas, guys. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.